0: Right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. It is me, Victoria Baxter of the Saved and Single Ministry and New Thing Life Coaching. So if you are seeing this on a Saturday, obviously it is time for the Sassy Saturday special. It is me coming before you as the Christian life, singles, dating, and relationship coach. Um, Again, liking to I like to talk to um, my Christian women about, you know, just different things that might be plaguing them or whatever in this particular season of their lives. And of course, I touch on a wide range of topics for those who might be, um, watching or listening for the first time. Um, but again, I'm just kind of where culture and Christianity collide and providing my insight, my expertise using wisdom, experiences, and everything like that in order to help Christian women by any means necessary. Um, I'm that coach just really, I really just like to see single women win when it comes to love. And whether that is self-love, whether it's the love of God, whether it's helping, you know, aid in the romance side of things as well for the ladies who are, you know, dating or wanting to be their best in a relationship, for those who are preparing for marriage, whatever season you are in, I'm that person for you. So if you've been following and listening this entire month, um I can't believe it's already March 31st this is or March 30th whatever this is crazy time is just going by fast um but I've been focusing on healing the entire month. And I've mentioned before, again, I use the H3 approach or whatever when I'm doing um, coaching you know, for individual sessions when it comes to dating and when it also comes to relationships. And for those who do not know or you might be tuning in for the first time, whatever the case might be, H3 for me, that is my approach to look at household habits and heaven. And what I mean by that for household is always looking at the past to see what it is that you know, somebody, you know, the woman and for relationships. Coaching for the man as well, looking to see um, what they saw growing up when it came to mommy, daddy, because those things affect us more than we realize, and especially for women, um, and for those of us, you know, who who want love, you know, and a lot of us who are desperate for it and who are really anxious to actually have somebody. What I've realized is that. Um, It really stems to a lot of the things that you were taught, a lot of the things that you saw, a lot of the things that you heard. Again, I've said before, the relationship that you have with the same-sex parent. so for us women, would be the relationship with our mothers. That relationship with our moms and what we learned from our moms, what we got or did not get from us, that is the most powerful influence in our lives. That is what shapes us the most as a person. But the relationship with the opposite sex parent is what ends up affecting us in our romantic relationships. Those things play a huge role and many of us don't realize it. So that's why I always have to start with household. I know a lot of you, you come to me, you know, for dating coaching and I've had some clients, they get a little bit frustrated because I start asking questions about the past, but they're like, hey, I'm just trying to go on a date. Show me the way to go. What am I doing wrong? Help me. Why didn't he call back? You know, whatever. Else, we can go through all of those things, but I always say I have to start with the beginning. I need to know what happened, what has shaped you to get you where you are right now. I've had a lot of women, the first thing they want to know is, Why am I still single? Pray for me because I want my husband. And if you've come to me before with that, I'm always asking, why do you want a husband? Why does being single bother you so much? Because it's typically something that's underneath. There's that underlying emotion um, that helps us get to where a woman is at right now. Going into habits, I start looking at what did you learn in your household that has shaped your habits? What bad habits um, did you form that we now need to break? We need to kind of unthink the mind a little bit. We need to go backwards to figure out. um, Um, where to start in order to get to where it is that you want to be. Heaven, because everything I do is going to be biblical-based. I am going to use scripture and apply it to whatever season you are in this life. So that is why I use that. That's why I've been focusing on healing. HCP, a lot of you hear me talk about that. A lot of you have taken that masterclass as well, the HCP masterclass, based on my book, Debunking the Fairy Tale of Boaz. But hey, the masterclass, the book, both are on the website, both websites, the thejalministry.com, clicking on saved and single, and newthinglifecoaching.com. But what I wanted to talk about as we finish out um, this month, kind of looking at healing and, and things like that, we started off talking about lies from the mother, we talked about daddy issues, um, we talked about, I don't even remember, we've talked about a little bit of everything. But to close us out today and for this month, before we start talking about sex all of the month of April, What I wanted to talk about today was sins of the parent, the sins of the parent. I think sometimes while a lot of us, what we've been doing is we've been going back and we've been looking at how our parents affected us and how it's caused us to live the way that we are right now. What I want to talk about is also how our actions and yes, some of our sins as well, how those things can end up affecting us. Our children, because we don 't think much about that, we don 't talk much about that, we spend our time um, focused on different things and worrying about everything, whether it is finding a husband, you know finding a mate, whether it is uh, discovering our purpose, whether it 's starting that business or overtime, or whatever else there are so many different things i 'm realizing that women, especially single women, we put so much effort into everything else, but we don 't always think about how it is going to affect our children we really underestimate the effects of all of these different things and something i, I spoke about before actually was looking at the fact that um well, I have a speaking engagement that I'm going to be doing sometime in a couple of months. And what that is about, you know, we're kind of looking at violence, kind of, you know, ending, uh, you know, like gun violence and stuff like that. So it's more along those lines. But what I kind of, you know, I kind of got to thinking or whatever about some of these things. And this person that asked me to speak, she knows that I have the nonprofit organization. She knows that I have the coaching business. She knows that I focus primarily on single Christian women. So I'm thinking, OK, what does this have to do with Me, how am I supposed to speak at this? What what am I actually going to say? But when I really started thinking about it, what I realized is, is that many women. Again, we're focused on everything else. We're worrying about getting a man and whatever else. It seems like years ago, there's this cycle that started. This is my theory. And it makes sense to me. But this is what I see happening. When you have women again, you have not. Gone on the journey of love, you know, that discovery of self-love and really knowing your worth and deciding that you are going to wait on God to make things happen. And actually exercising patience and self-control, two things that are actually fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.22. But what I'm realizing is that what women do, they get a little bit desperate, they get a little bit impatient, and they end up taking matters into their own hands when it comes to dating, when it comes to meeting a guy, being in a relationship with a guy, whatever else the case might be. They end up connecting with a guy, somebody who really doesn't quite meet the standards. I'm always talking about the PSP list, preferences, standards, and potential. And we'll end up connecting with the man because he fits where we are in that season of our lives. And what has happened seems like over the years is we actually have a lot of women who, again, they were tired of waiting. They dated a man, uh, entered into a relationship with the man, had sex with the man. Some even married the man before, you know, having or before or after having sex, whatever a lot of us end up procreating with these men. We end up having babies by these men. Men that really didn't want to be there to begin with. Whether we force them to stay, whether we begged them to stay, whether we trap them or whatever else. And some of us it just didn't happen. The man was like, hey, you knew what it was, you already knew what time it was. I don't want to be here. Whether you broke up because at some point, like in my situation, I've talked before, I grew. My ex didn't. So I'm evolving, even though he was older, which more of a sign he was already set in his ways. I was evolving, he was not. So I realized, hey, I don't care if you're the father of my children. I deserve better. I want better. I am going to get better. So we broke up, I stayed for the longest time because I just wanted my family together. I grew up with a single parent. I did not want that for my children. So I was willing to forego my own happiness in order to make sure that my children had mommy and daddy in the house, regardless of how toxic it was. But I started to realize I would much rather them see me struggle alone than be toxic with two. So I had to end that relationship and God was letting me know, hey, somebody else is going to accept these children. Somebody else will love you and these children. Get out of here and don't worry about it. So I finally had to make that decision to leave and I'm thankful that I did. But what ends up happening, and again, just like me and just like other women, whether you were in a relationship, you weren't, whatever else, we end up having children by men that we should have never been with. And what happens is you now have moms who are, stressed out, overworked, um, tired, the whole nine, because we are now going forth carrying, um, Let's just say fulfilling roles that we were not meant to fulfill. fulfill. We're carrying loads we were never meant to carry. We're trying to be the role of mommy and... And I always tell people, like when I don't know, I'm one of those people I get weird on Father's Day when people text me, happy Father's Day. I know you're mom and dad to your kids. No, I'm not. I'm mom. I don't, I'm not a dad. I don't need happy Father's Day. I don't have time for none of that. There are some great dads. Let them have their day. But while I'm not a father, there are certain things that your children are supposed to get from a father. So a lot of us, we find ourselves, again, trying to fulfill certain roles that we were not meant to fulfill. We're working all these extra jobs. We're doing whatever it is that we need to do in order to take care of our children. And that's not the way it was supposed to be. The Bible says that the man is the provider and the protector. The husband, I'm sorry, is the provider and the protector. We have a man fully submitted to God. That woman fully submitted to him. They are raising these children, training them up in the way they should Go and making sure that we are running our households in godly order. But what is happening is that we have Satan who is coming and he's using. Again, whether it is impatience, whether it is lust, whether it is desperation, whether it is, you know, lack of self-love, whatever. He's using these things with women to separate the order and the way things are actually supposed to be in the household. So now because a lot of that, those things got distorted and the the outline, the guideline, the way that it was actually supposed to be, it's all distorted. It's all messed up at this point because, again, moms are doing it alone. And while some of them are working one, two, maybe even three different jobs, trying to have a little bit of a social life, some even going to school to also better take care of their children, you have a lot of children who are now left unsupervised, unattended to. And this is why we're seeing so many things happen when it comes to children. And I do believe that that also plays a role in violence and so many different things, because again, you have Moms doing the best they can, but they're unable to fully give these children everything. And you now have children, in a sense, raising themselves. And it's playing into them again. When you look at a lot of the statistics, when it comes to gun violence and gangs and certain stuff with teens, the numbers are so, so high. Where a majority, a large majority of these situations are children that did not grow up with the father in their home. And this is the reason why I try to get women to understand the worst, the only thing worse than not waiting on God is wishing that you had. We do things out of order. We do things because we're tired of doing it alone because we're tired of waiting on God. So we connect to any old body just to say that we got somebody and a lot of us, again, we would rather have a piece of a man rather than having our peace of mind. And it's causing not only stress for ourselves, but not only that, our actions, our being impatient, our sins and everything else are affecting our children. And what I realize with so many different women, again, moms and dads are for different purposes, right? So what ends up happening is that you have some of these women who... Moms are different with their daughters than they are with their sons i've said it before, and i 'll say it again. Moms handle their sons a little bit differently in most cases because everyone always tells me like i'm i'm militant i'm strict i'm whatever else, and that i'm whatever that i'm i don't play with either one of my kids and i think i'm well i 'm thankful for the wisdom and the insight and in order to correct and catch myself with a lot of things as well. But what happens a lot of times with mom and boys is that we are. We'll coddle them. We we coddle them. Those are our prints and a lot of people say, oh, you're the man of the house and you're this and you're that and whatever else. We want to take care of them. And it's almost like a lot of us, we're frustrated because we're single. So it's like we're in a sense, and I don't mean like in an incestuous way or anything like that, but we're treating our sons like he's the man that we don't have that we want. And we're just giving him all this love and attention and whatever else. And what happens a lot of times is when that, when that boy does turn 18, whatever else, and he leaves the house, he's now, um, we've enabled him a little bit. And he goes out there and he's now doing what? Looking for another woman who will take care of him the way mommy did. He's going to then come across somebody who also doesn't really love herself, is tired of waiting, whatever else. And these are who our sons have connected with. A lot of us, we've connected with boys that came from a single parent home and their mom enabled them. I've been there before, I I settled with the man and, whatever, and again, his mom enabled him. But what we do with our daughters is we end up, we're stricter a lot of times with them. Not realizing how them not necessarily getting that love and everything, it's like they're getting the love but we show love differently to sons and we show love a little bit differently to daughters. And what happens is, First of all, the daughters, they end up growing up and they're keeping those things in mind. I know too many females right now who are still dealing with the fact that their mom treated them a little bit differently than mom treated their brother. I know grown women who are still dealing with the, the aftermath of that right now. Because, again, while we may show love to our daughters, we do it differently. But with them, the only thing we know is. She's a reflection of me. I got to make sure, you know, she's good to go in this. And you got to make me proud and all these other different things. We put so much stress on our daughters and our sons. It's like, oh, this is my little, this is my man child. But daughter, no, you represent me before you walk out this house. And so many different things like that. I just want you to think about these things again. If you are a mom and whether you have sons, daughters, whether you have both. Because I do. My daughter's 11. Lord Jesus, help me. My son is 13. And I'm definitely a little bit different with each of them, but I also know they have a different love language and I show love in a different way. But again, I'm trying to think even though I'm not dad, but what is it that my daughter would have gotten or that she needs from her father? What is it that my son would need from the father? I can only do the best I can with teaching him how to be a man. I can do the best I can with making sure my daughter knows you are loved. You are beautiful. You are worthy. Don't let a man, you know, da, 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 da. This is how a man is supposed to treat you and whatever else. Telling my son, this is how you treat a girl. This is how you're going to treat a woman. All of these other different things. So we have to be mindful with our actions, our sins, our impatient, our all these different things because it is going to affect affect our children. Think, like I told y'all before when we were looking at lies from the mother and daddy issues, think about who you are right now and think about how the actions of your mom and dad affected you. And now you have to think about your children. I know I overthink a lot. I'm, I I will overthink every single situation, but for me, because I wanna make sure that when my children leave my house, they are not scarred, they are not making bad decisions, based upon what they did or did not see me do and what they did or did not hear from me or get from me. I have a friend and... um He was even getting on me a little bit about how I overthink everything because I was telling him like, you know, we were talking about houses and I was like, no, I would never want a two-story house because my fear has been, you know, what if, you know, what if the house catches on fire in the kitchen and we're all upstairs and whatever, or what if somebody breaks in and we're all upstairs and now there's a burglar. And I think about all these other different, like, what if we didn't hear him come in? And he was like, you overthink things a lot, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was asking, he's like, well, you know, why is that? Why do you overthink so much? And I was like, honestly, because I've had to I've been the only one who's been taking care of my children. So I always want to make sure that I am making the best decisions because I'm in protective mode. I'm always trying to ensure that I am protecting them and doing what I need to do because it's always been me. It's only been me who has had their best interest at heart. I have to make sure that every single decision I make, I weigh it very carefully Because it's not going to just affect me, it's going to affect my children. So I'm always looking to see what I'm doing now, how is that going to affect my children when they leave my house. And there are a lot of things that I've noticed now, you know, that I didn't realize years ago. So I'm working and I'm trying to correct some things a little bit with my daughter and correct some things as far as my son, both who are dealing with their own issues from not having their father in the house. There are things that my daughter needs at this age. There are things that my son needs at this age. And I'm looking at, again, both of their experiences, the things that concern both of them, some of their actions and their behaviors. Why? Because, and again, I'm not necessarily, you know, going to beat myself up for it, but yeah, because of sins of the parents. Because of me engaging in premarital sex, connecting with someone at a young age who, yeah. So it is now affecting my children. And I want you all to think about that. Your your hurts, your pains, what your children see. Think about how it's going to be their hurts and their pains and whatever. Like even the Bible, when you look at, you know, even talking about You know, the the curses, you know, that some of the things that we do, how it can affect our children, our children's children, our children's children's children, like generational curses. We really underestimate those. And it always baffles me when you have Christians that say, oh, I don't really believe in curses. I don't believe in generational curses. No, I don't believe in all that. Okay, you do what you want. As for me and my house. I know that those things are legit. I know that those things are real. So. What are you doing now that may or may not be the reason that your son and or daughter might be sitting in a therapist chair year, years from now? That they might be getting a life coach, a singles coach, a dating, a relationship whatever. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm serious. I've been in counseling before. I mean, so I'm not making light of that at all. But a lot of the women that I coach right now, This is why I have to use household as part of my approach to everything because almost every single one of them, it is something from their house, something that mommy or daddy, mommy and or daddy did or didn't say or do or whatever else. So please think about these things going forward for those of you who have children Maybe I should have gave a disclaimer in the beginning. If you don't have children, this won't apply to you or think about it before you go and get pregnant or engage in premarital sex, whatever. Just think about it, because. Yeah, I always tell people I again, I've been abstinent, you know, about two and a half years now. I would love to see all single Christian women be abstinent and men because it's necessary. We don't realize how sex affects us, but we are going to be I'm going to end this because we're going to be talking about sex All of April, and I'm excited about it because, again, I get to share more of my stories and whatever else, but we're going to be looking at sex, 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 sex all throughout April. And in April, we are starting the purity journey. Some of you have already signed up for that. I'm excited, but it's going to be for those who are... um, either struggling to stay abstinent, struggling to stay a virgin, struggling to flee from sexual immorality and wanting to go into a life of purity. We're going on a purity journey. You can learn more about that by going to bit.ly forward slash the purity journey. And also if you go, um, I know it's on the coaching site, www.newthinglifecoaching.com. But if you go there, and I think if you click on book, There is a link where you can, but it's going to take you to the same place, bit.ly forward slash the Purity Journey. Um, And I did mention for those of you that ordered the product of the month, um, the commitment ring from the site for March. If you are choosing one of the options for the Purity Journey that is going to come with the ring, the ring will be deducted. From your cost of whichever purity journey option you select because I think it's like the third option maybe that actually comes with um that comes with the purity ring so I'm not gonna make you double pay for it I mean unless you want to bless somebody else with it cool but for those of you that got the ring but you want to do that the top option for the purity journey I will deduct the cost that you already paid for the ring from your purity journey um I think it's like the fire one or whatever it's called. So keep that in mind. But hey, come on the journey with me. But thank you for tuning in. God bless you all. To learn more about me and the ministry, the JALministry.com, clicking on Saved and Single. Coaching, New dot Coaching.com. It's not too late to join in on the Getting It On Dating Experiment. The book is now is now released and available to those who are outside of the dating experiment. But you can get the book. You can still sign up for getting it on. You can sign up for the purity journey. And if you want to book a session with me, I love getting new clients because I love um I don't really care. Well, I'm not saying I don't care about the money, but I love connecting and helping and using my gifts to help others, at least in this season of my life, because, hey, this is where God has me planted, so it is what it is. Consultation call, bit.ly forward slash try me girl. You can also book that at newthinglifecoaching.com. I pray you all have a fantastic Saturday. Pray for me, my shoulder's still in a little bit of pain after having a good old time with my big dog, but um, gotta do outreach today for my nonprofit organization, so all is gonna be well, but y'all take care, and I'll talk to you all later, bye-bye.